This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. There are moments in life, especially the challenging and painful ones, where being there for someone simply means that. Being there. Take the cue from them. Speaking only when they have first spoken and set the tone. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Many years ago, I had a miscarriage, and I was, understandably, heartbroken. I was 44 years old at the time, and I was ambivalent, and I was scared. Was I too old? Is this going to be too dangerous? But boy, I wanted that baby. I really, really, really wanted that baby. And while I didn't speak about it very much, I was secretly thrilled to be pregnant. I only told a few people for fear of what may or may not happen. And then I lost the baby. And one of the persons I talked about my heartache to said this, Adrian, God has a plan. Perhaps the soul of the baby needed only a few months in your host body to complete the journey to perfection it needed, and you gave it that opportunity. Don't be sad. You've done a wonderful, holy thing. And I remember that moment like it happened yesterday because, frankly, not only did it not help, it actually infuriated me. It made me feel blown off, patronized, philosophized to in my moment of vulnerability. I needed to be held, not preached to. I needed permission to grieve, not be lectured about holiness. And I remember making an excuse, getting off the phone, and avoiding her for months to come. A few years later, I read a piece of Jewish wisdom that blew my mind. It said that Rabbi Shimon, the son of Elazar, taught us the following. Do not appease your fellow at the time of his anger. Do not console him at the time his dead lies before him. Do not ask him to regret his oath at the time of his oath, and do not attempt to see him at the time of his downfall. I often think of this powerful statement when I am overcome by the urge to share my words of wisdom when someone is in pain. You see, for me, language is like a balm. It's a comfort, and it's my place of joy. And Jewish wisdom is the place that sets my heart and my mind on fire. And people come to their Jewish identities in many ways, but for me, it was the words of our sages, the arguments and the contradictions carefully squared away that spoke to my way of being. And so, for me, it always seems like the right time to share something I read, something I studied. Because after all, if it blew my mind, then it's going to blow yours, right? Not right. Rabbi Shimon's wisdom has served to shut me up just in time, again and again. And while years later, when I think about my old friend's words of wisdom, they did bring me a measure of comfort and meaning in retrospect. But at the time, it wasn't what I needed. So let's take a look at that text and see 
what its meta message is. So here we go. Do not appease your fellow at the time of his anger. So Tiferet Yisrael, who is a leading 19th century rabbi, teaches us that doing so will only increase their anger. And he's correct. Because when I'm angry, I cannot and will not hear anyone. Because anger is considered a trait where one's wisdom actually departs from them. It stands to reason that no cleverly crafted sentiment, words, or explanations have a chance to enter your brain, let alone make an impact. There's even an idea in Jewish thought that when you're angry, your soul flies out of your body. It can't tolerate being in that sensation. And that leaves a portal gaping open for all kinds of dangerous spirits to enter. In fact, when someone is super calm when I'm angry, it kind of feels like a challenge to me, a manipulation, an attempt to make me look like I'm insane. Once I understood that, I would use that trick to gain mastery in arguments. Now, this is different from when they go low, we go high. It's a purposefully, slightly sarcastic, just calm down, calm down. That feels very close to shaming and mocking. It just makes people angrier. But at the root of it, he says the word appease. To appease, according to the dictionary, means pacify or placate someone by acceding to their demands. Seems like the smart thing to do. So why isn't it? Okay, let's move on to the next line. Don't console him at the time his dead lies before him. Again, Tiferet Yisrael says, For on the contrary, when he sees that no one is pained by his pain, he will feel even more pain. You know, when a dear friend lost her child, I remember hearing people say to her at the Shiva, Well, you have three other children to live for. Don't forget, God never gives us more than we can handle. Or worst of all, you have other children. I watched her struggle to stay silent. But those supposed words of consolation were precisely the opposite. She felt even more pain to appease, to console. They're wonderful behaviors, but only at the right time. Which means that as the saying goes in life, many things are timing and lighting. Rabbi Shimon's wisdom teaches us that there are moments in life, especially the challenging and painful ones, where being there for someone simply means that. Being there. Take the cue from them. Speaking only when they have first spoken and set the tone. There are two more examples in this, but I want you to hear what the great Torah giant, the Maharal of Prague, writes in his response to the Teferit Israel statements. Under, do not appease your fellow in the time of his anger, for appeasing him will then increase his anger, nor console him while his dead lies before him. For on the contrary, when he sees that no one is pained by his pain, he'll feel even more pain. Do not question him in the time of his vow, for when he makes the vow, certainly he desires the vow for whatever reason. And when you ask him, did you make the vow even for such and such a reason, he's surely going to say yes, even for that. Then what will you do at the end? When he regrets the vow, he will not be able to find an opening to annul it. Do not try and see him at his time of disgrace, 
for when he stumbled in doing something improper, don't think it's going to calm him down to see his friends. On the contrary, they'll become more embarrassed through this. What connection do these things have with each other? Here's what he says. You should know that these four things are all one matter, namely, that a man be careful to not do something with intent to rectify, but which results in the opposite of what he intended. For this is complete foolishness when it results in the opposite of his intent. Often, when we see someone hurting, we want to ease their pain. This is normal, and it's even laudable. But the Torah is reminding us not to confuse our desire to appease and comfort with the recipient's needs in the moment, which might be radically different than what one might expect. So I told my husband, a couple of friends, and my seven-year-old son that I was pregnant because they needed to know why I was so sleepy and nauseous all the time. And not surprisingly, the greatest words of comfort came from that innocent little boy who was not yet ego-developed enough to try and fix me. He said, Mommy, I'm so glad you told me you were having a baby because now that the baby died, I can take care of you when you are sad. I mean, this week. Can you examine your impulses towards comfort and appeasement for the timing and the lighting around you? Can you override your loving desire to ease pain with the courage to just sit in the sadness with someone you love? Because this, well, this can be the most effective form of comfort of all. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.